Next on a special Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation, a wagon will bust. What happened last night in BYU's loss to Utah State? Should we reset expectations for the season, and does it start with a change at the quarterback position? Plus, what will help take the sting away, if anything at all? Seeking ideas on a general conference edition of BYUSN. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, October 6th, wherever and however you're connected, welcome to group therapy, my friends. Uh. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who, quite frankly, could use a lot of good news this morning. Jerem Jordan. I'm fine. I'm no, I'm not. You're right. Uh, last night was brutal. We're gonna break it down. Like what happened? What potential change? You know, needs to be at least questioned and discussed. <sighs> at least Cosmo won the night again. You know, I can. Tell I don't want that much. to be the highlight, though. I want there to be more touchdowns. A 25 point loss to Utah State doesn't Yikes. feel any better. About 10 hours removed from it. Unfortunately, we're somewhat used to this. So we do this show an hour before General Conference, which I wish we could turn this into the General Conference pregame show where we're discussing what rumors may be true. Like, <laughs> who's, the, who's the Woj or the Adam Schefter of uh, General Conference? Someone needs to be that guy. Do you want to be that I'm guy? I'm a little let's, busy here. Let's at make Brigham you Young. that guy. No, I'm a little busy here. All at right. Brigham. But um, <laughs> that would be funny if there was someone that's breaking <laughs> the news on, on this two hour church question mark. <laughs> Here is today's show lineup. A very opinionated and fired up Brian Logan will join us in studio in 15 minutes. Yeah, it's a, a Saturday <laughs> edition of Brian Logan. Get yourself ready. So, like, buckle up. His thoughts on where it all went wrong last night. I guarantee you the fire will be uh, breathed out across the microphone. Brian Logan, like a fire is burning. On the left side of the desk here in Studio B. Also, uh, amidst all of the madness last night in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, number one ranked BYU women's volleyball quietly picked up another win in West Coast Conference play in San Diego. Mary Lake, star libero, will join us coming off that BYU win in about a half an hour. For now, we present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. You may have watched it last night. If you did, you endured some stuff. Endured at the end, though. BYU lost to Utah State in Provo, 45-20. Dropping the Cougars to 3-3 after back-to-back losses. Utah State has now beaten BYU back-to-back times for the first time since 1974. Tanner Mangum did have a season-high passing, 270 yards and two touchdowns. Yay! But two costly turnovers. BYU now tries to get back above 500 when they host Hawaii on Saturday. Cougars in the NFL this weekend include Jamal Williams and the Packers playing Ziggy Ansah and the Lions. Fred Warner, who is third in the NFL in tackles with the 49ers against the Cardinals. And Bronson Kafusi is on the 53-man roster now with the Jets. They play the Broncos. BYU women's volleyball, as we just mentioned, remains unbeaten. They did drop a set to San Diego, but still got the win, 
three to one on the road. Senior outside hitter Ronnie Jones Perry led the Cougars with 23 kills in that four set match. After dropping the second set, the top ranked Cougars dominated the final two sets. The wake up call was received. BYU travels to play San Francisco on Thursday. That match with the first serve at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And the women's soccer team looks to continue a three-game win streak tonight at San Diego, 10 Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio or watch on the W.TV. All rise and shout. Much to discuss. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Utah State dominates BYU football by 25 points. If it weren't for a late touchdown, BYU may have lost this game 45-13. to 13. Oh, the damage had been done, Spencer. The annual battle for the old wagon wheel didn't really turn out to be much of a battle. The Aggies have now won back-to-back games against the Cougars for the first time in 44 years. It has left us asking, how did that happen? In fact, what did BYU head football coach Kalani Satake think about it all after the game? You know, we talked about it in the locker room. We, we, we're not playing BYU football. We're not playing our style of football. And, and, and our strengths, not utilizing our strengths. And as we evaluate everything, um, we have an extra day to really evaluate all of it and um, from top to bottom and, and, and uh, get this thing right so we can start on Monday and get a good game plan and everything ready for the Hawaii game. Jerem, BYU has an extra day to think about this and prepare for Hawaii. I'm not sure that they want to dwell longer on what happened against Utah State, but we're going to do that right now. In your mind, where did it all go wrong? What happened? What happened, you could say. Okay, first off, BYU couldn't run the ball. We talked about it. If BYU can't run the rock, BYU stinks on offense because the passing offense isn't there. BYU put up some decent passing numbers in this game, but guess what? They're hollow numbers. BYU trailed this game. What, 45-13? Racked up some numbers behind. Utah State's like, go ahead. Go ahead. Not getting anything down the field, really. BYU had one 40-plus yard pass play for the first time all season. But if BYU can't rush the ball, they struggle. And BYU couldn't stop the run, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Utah State outrushed BYU 223 to 39. Yeah, uh, my Twitter feed has been outstanding since I predicted BYU would outrush Utah State by double last <laughs> night. I'm owning it, people. I'm owning it. Yeah. It was a good win for Utah State. Uh, 25 of those uh, rush yards, by the way, came on the last drive by Zach Wilson. So BYU had 14 stinking rush yards. Until the last drive, 2.4 a carry. Squally Canada does not have the burst with his ankle. Injury. Oh, he's not, right? Okay. When you saw him on that jet sweep, immediately I was like, why is he in the game? He is clearly not okay. But is he the only running back BYU has? Like, I thought we'd see better out of Lopini Katoa. Where's anybody else, right? Bo Hodge had that s- string of three carries against Cal, and we just, like, haven't seen him really. Riley Burt, nothing. Nobody else, question mark. Um, BYU was down 21 nothing. The game-winning score in this game came 18 minutes into the game when Utah State equaled the amount of points Wisconsin scored against Brigham Young. Okay, point number one about rushing. Point number two, the defense couldn't keep up with Utah State. We talked about how this offense was prolific, hadn't played a strong schedule, but in comes Utah State, and chunk plays were abundant. And Utah State ran for 223, 5.3 a carry, four passing touchdowns, Cougars couldn't stop the Aggies. This is the most points BYU's given up 
to that team from Logan since 1993 with 58. So this was all across the board, defensively, offensively. Special teams had issues with missed field goals and missed PATs. This was awful. It's weird to think that BYU was ranked seven days ago and three weeks ago today beat Wisconsin. I'm I'm racking my mind trying to figure out how that even happened at this point. Wow, have things changed quickly. So I left the stadium last night not only asking what happened, but why? Why is this happening? Why happened? And I feel like, similar to the BYU basketball program last season, Jerem, early on, new things were implemented, and it worked. 12-2, and feeling good. Oh, yeah. Okay, this new defensive style, we're valuing possession. It's new, and people aren't ready for it. BYU benefited by playing Arizona in the first game of the season. Arizona's 2-3. and three. Arizona had no idea what BYU was going to do on offense. Neither did BYU. Wisconsin, because BYU laid an egg in a way against California, was not as prepared. And BYU had some new stuff, a few gadget plays. BYU benefited by playing Wisconsin early. Now the tape is out on BYU. It's halfway through the the season, season, man. Exactly. So just like BYU basketball, the Cougars benefited from new, dynamic, different type of things early in the season. Well, now they don't have that luxury. They are who they are. And Cal and Washington laid the groundwork for Utah State to look at and say, okay, well, we're not going to be tricked by anything new because BYU – isn't new anymore. It's midseason, and they took advantage. So that, to me, was kind of the why Utah State was able to have such great success defensively against BYU is because they knew what was coming. They didn't play BYU in the first game of the season. They played him in game number six, and that stinks, and they took advantage. Okay, also the why. Momentum is an incredible thing. A la Kyle Van Noy with the pick six on Chucky Keaton early five years ago and setting the tone for BYU in a dominant victory. The Aggies return the favor and just absolutely steal all of the momentum and breath of the home crowd away with a pick six against Tanner Mangum on fourth and one, which had me asking another why question. Why does BYU not feel like they can run the ball behind their offensive line on the 39-yard line on fourth and one? Why do they feel like they have to pass the ball? It backfired in the worst way, and BYU never recovered. Yeah, that was a bad play. Tanner Mangum's got to see uh, Tipa Nalia right there. Like, how do you not see him? That's crazy. They never recovered. 3 nothing in the turnover <laughs> battle, which takes Utah State to 10 turnovers forced against BYU in the last two battles for the old wagon wheel. This just in, that's a really good number. Oh, my goodness. Another topic of importance. Okay. With 3.46 on the clock and BYU down 45-13, that was the time to bring in the Maverick, freshman Zach Wilson, the backup quarterback. The three-star from Corner Canyon, high school 25 minutes up the road, led BYU on a six-play, 77-yard drive in 232, resulting in an 18-yard TD to fellow freshman Gunnar Romney, a first for both, Spencer. Okay. Given the offensive struggles through six games, Wilson provided a spark, albeit late in the game that was over, but now it begs the question, Spencer, should BYU start Zach Wilson next week against Hawaii? If BYU is going to make the change and forfeit any opportunity for Zach Wilson to redshirt this year, then it should be against Hawaii. 
I mean, there are some big picture conversations that need to happen. And the number one being, do we want to utilize his freshman year? Do Not much. Want, putting him to, in with three minutes to go tells me they're like, no, you're going to play. Does BYU want to bypass any redshirt potential for Zach Wilson? Yes. Why year? put him in at all or not earlier? If well, that's this one game, they still have three more. So technically he could play against Northern Illinois and UMass. Right, but don't put him in New that game. Mexico it was over. States. It was over. Why put him in? Well, I think the coaches felt pressure to do something different. Do it earlier. With 12 minutes to go, BYU was down 45-13. Not our call to make. Why, that's what I'm saying. Why not do it with 12 minutes to go? Here's my take on this. It's time. We're halfway through if, the season. If they're going to do it, it needs to be this week. We're six games in, okay? what If this was a court of law, would BYU be convicted of having a good offense? I say not guilty. Not guilty. BYU is bottom 26 in points, yards, pass yards, rush yards, yards per play. It's six games in. Your senior quarterback has been in there. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. So BYU is guilty of not having a good offense. Correct. Is BYU a good offense? No, not guilty. Okay? So why not put in Zach Wilson at this point? Well, he needs a run game. Tanner Mangum hasn't been helped with a run game. But BYU hasn't had a pass game either, so why not? It's not all Tanner Mangum's credit or fault as to what happens with the offense. But if there is a figurehead, it's the quarterback. The best, the best spot to be in in Pro was to be the quarterback in BYU, right? Arizona was a really good game. Can BYU be that team, a 200-200 Again, they a benefited 200- from playing Arizona first. It was new offense. Right. I just think, why not? With Zach Wilson. This well, reminds me of 2012. Taysom Hill played for an injured Riley Nelson against Hawaii at home. That was the beginning for Taysom. Zach Wilson is a new dynamic that nobody has really seen. There's not a ton of tape on Zach Wilson. So just maybe that is the wrinkle that Jeff Grimes throws well, in. And why? Like, I think this will inject some energy into a stagnant offense. I think this will inject some energy into the fan base. And I think it's, it's a new wrinkle in terms of what you can do. I know that Zach's not as adept at owning the line of scrimmage with calls in the O-line and shifts and protections and the jet sweep and whatnot. But guess what Zach Wilson does better than Tanner Mangum, we think, right now? Run the is, ball? Is throw the ball. Your leading rusher last night, Zach Wilson, by the way. On that one rush, I know it's late. <laughs> He has 25 yards yes, on that How one much play. stock do we and put I'm not into looking, a drive? I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not looking at... Le- I'm looking at six games of BYU's offense. I'm not looking at just Zach's. It's not that it's Zach. It's that it needs to be something different. If BYU makes the decision to go with Zach Wilson, they need to go all in on Zach Wilson. Do it this week. Why not? struggles. And the fact that if they do go all in on him, BYU might lose to Hawaii, who is probably going to come in anyway. with so a 6-1 record. Yeah. Hey, if you go in on him, it has to be all in. It can't be a, all right, let's try Zach out for a half, and if it doesn't work, let's pull him back out and put Tanner Mangum back in because then what? all of the mental gymnastics yeah. begin for these quarterbacks. Confidence is definitely shaken trust me, all the conf- over the board. Trust me, the confidence is shaken. Well, do you want it to be shaken some more? It can't be shaken much more. What I'm saying is you go all in. If you yeah. make that decision, Not he plays week. the whole game, do you work with him during the bye week? And that is the other option. Does BYU go with Tanner Mangum against Hawaii? We see what happens. 
And if it's not good enough, do they utilize the bye week so they would then have two weeks to to get Zach Wilson ready for Northern Illinois with all of the first-team reps? Go this week, baby. Let's go. We'll see. You're 3-3. Three and three. You've stunk the last two weeks. Let's go. All right. That has us asking, because the sting is very real this morning, what will help take the sting of last night's BYU loss against Utah State away? We need opinions from you, the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Talmagolo15 answers on Instagram. BYU getting to and winning a bowl game and beating Utah at the end of the season. That would take away the sting. Yes, but do BYU fans <laughs> sure. want to wait until late November to have the sting removed from a loss to Utah State in early October? BYU lost by 25 to Utah State at home. Why in the world would we think that BYU's even got a shot at the moment? Um, things can change. At the moment at Utah. Are you kidding me? I want, I want BYU to beat Utah, but right now BYU's got some things to change. Listen, it's not good right now. So hopefully BYU can make some adjustments and rebound. Another thought I had as I was leaving last night, and you kind of mentioned this when we were talking about Zach Wilson, if you want to spark interest in the fan base and put people in seats at Lavelle Edwards Stadium against Hawaii in a late kickoff. Brandon Doman, New Mexico, 2000. Boom. You put Taysom Hill, 2012. Boom. You put Zach Wilson in, and it puts people in the stands. Yeah. Because it's just new. It's just like, we, we want to see it's, what in the world happens it's here. stunk. Move on, right? Move on. This is not an answer to today's Twitter question, but rather an astute observation from a member of BYU Sports Nation yeah. at OPC underscore Killa. Hey, Jerem Jordan has his top button done. Yeah, I. you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to finish that out. It's over. What? That, that was the team that beat Wisconsin. What? That what? team is gone. That team is gone. This is how I'm coping with the stick. What? Top button. It's all. Listen, that team is gone. The BYU team that beat Wisconsin, I don't know where they Jerem, went, but they're not you here. You are a man. They're with built, the lost tribes in the north, dude. You are they're a man out of here. Built on integrity. I am. Absolutely, you oh, are. Okay. Sticking to the plan. No. Where no. is the integrity of the top Where's button? Where's the integrity deal? of the BYU offense? <laughs> I'm, I'm with them. Over. Well, it was a great two-ish weeks run of no top button. Apparently. Congratulations. You got like one show. Jeremy yeah. has vetoed it. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> Coming up, what are the expectations for my top button and the season now? <laughs> oh, Brian Logan is up early. There's a good reason for that. <laughs> He's hiding his, hood, his hoodie over there. Oh, the hood <laughs> comes off next. The fire will be breathed next. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. And we are happy to bring it to you. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. (laughs) Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, however, and why ever you want. Not a word. (laughs) Our question of the day on social media. What will take the sting of last night's BYU loss against Utah State away? Some of you are like, uh, nothing. At... Jedi Master Wiley on Twitter. A bowl game. I'm still fine with the direction. If anyone told me in August that BYU would be 3-3, three and three, I would have been elated. Tough stretch these last two blowouts, but I think BYU is moving in an okay direction. Okay? That's tough to feel that way after the last two games, right? The yeah. direction doesn't yeah. feel good in the last You're two You're much games. more positive than I am. But at Jedi Master Wiley continues, so I'm holding my head up and just enjoying the ride. 
Again, difficult well, the ri- to enjoy. The ride is stalled in the middle of the, the tracks, so it's hard to enjoy weeks. for me. <laughs> what can BYU do to mix things up and revamp uh, this new offense so that it feels new again? Uh, At Bobo underscore Sarah. I'm happy Brian Logan is on. Something to make me smile. Brian's the best. Hashtag not much brightens today. Hashtag passing game improved. Hashtag sad cougar. Brian, make us all feel better. Brian Welcome. Logan, what's up? Welcome, man? my friend. You, dro- you dropped the hood. You, you come out of your yeah, cocoon. Yeah, I did. I woke up this morning, man, and um, seriously thought that I had a nightmare. That's that's how... You did have a nightmare. I, you know what? I, I, I can understand for the first time when people... You know, go through a bad experience, and they wake up and they go, "Oh shoot, that really did happen." That's how I feel, man. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked. I was still shocked to this very moment. That's why I have a hood on. We had a moment last night where you looked at me. Uh, there were a lot of moments last night amidst this <laughs> crazy blowout loss, and you you said to me, "I have to go. I I need to go do something else right now." Because I feel sick. So you left yeah. the stadium. I left the stadium. You weren't kidding. Yeah, no, no. I, I actually went home um, to my, my home in, in Lehigh. I obviously listened to the radio um, in the game. But I, I physically, man, I was, I was sick to my stomach. And um, I don't think I've ever experienced that before. Um, Certainly you know, not watching BYU football. Not, just not watching football, period, right? Yeah, I would, you wouldn't think – or I wouldn't think that, you know, watching a, a sporting event would do that to me physically. And – it just goes back to what I said last night. You know, when you are a part of a program that um, has so much tradition and 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 so there, there's so much history there, um, and and understanding what this university is about, and that you're playing for something that's that that goes beyond the sport of football, even not being LDS. You know what I mean? And to and to, to to see that performance like that, I just feel like those guys were letting me down and letting all the guys that came through the program down. And and I physically just couldn't take it, man. I had to I had to throw the deuces up and leave. Okay, so obviously there's a lot to break down from last night. So where schematically did you see the the biggest breakdown? You know, I I've, I've been thinking about this over and over. I even watched the 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 rebroadcast, man. To to me, you're a glutton for punishment. Hey, dude, hey, that, hey. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his job seriously. Hey, man, I I just wanted to hear Uncle B's voice again, you know. So, but um what what I saw, in in my opinion, is is not really X's and O's, man. It's just being prepared, and and when you look at at the film and you see guys having misassignments, you know, receivers running past DBs. When you see linebackers and defensive linemen um, coming through blitzes and 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 untouched, when you see receivers drop balls, to me that's a sign of not being prepared. That has nothing to do with X's and O's and schemes, and 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 that's the most frustrating thing about it is. This is your job. You may not have the exact, you know, W two, W nine, whatever you call it, but you 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 got a scholarship, and 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 you have your education paid for free. You have books paid, and in return, you are you you are asked to play football and play football at a high level. And and so to to not be prepared is the first and foremost thing I feel like this team needs to take care of. How does BYU get prepared after two major mental setbacks against Washington and now at home against Utah State? By the way, BYU 3-6 and six at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in their last nine. How does BYU 
turn the page and start to get prepared and try and push this thing in the right direction. Look, every every team is different, right? I, I'll just go off of my experience in 2010, the takeover when Coach Mendenhall came. After uh, a loss I, to Utah State. After a loss. Oh, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> it happened. It, it happened, right? And it so, was way worse than this. Oh, one and four. Oh, wait. It'd it be way worse. It was way worse, man. I was about to quit football. <laughs> Actually, I was about to quit life. <laughs> but so, so when Coach Mendenhall took over the defense, right? And and he said to us, he said, "Look, you guys have talent. You guys are athletic. You just got. You guys just don't believe." And the reason why I believe you guys don't believe is because you guys don't put the work in, and so you guys aren't confident enough to 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 go out on the field um, and and produce uh, like like we know you can. So we're just going to go back to the basics. So pers- uh, pursuit drills. Um, we were sprinting to every single. Um, uh, um, uh, you know, group or or uh, new period in practice. Um, he made a rule that every every time the ball crossed the line of scrimmage, we had that. Was, he he made it. He would make a tally, and we had to run a sprint. And the only way we can get it back is if we had a takeover, right? A turnover. So, you know, during practice, uh, when the scout team offense would 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 run the ball and cross the line of scrimmage, boom! So we started tackling guys. We didn't have full pads. We didn't have full pads and we were tackling guys because we didn't we weren't trying to run. And then every single time we had an opportunity to get an interception or strip the ball, oh my gosh, you better believe all because we were not trying to run extra sprints. And so that mentality, that mindset, we got into the game, it was so easy. I'm oh my gosh. It was so easy to not let the ball cross the line scrimmage because we did it every single day at practice. And people say, Oh, pra- you know, practice makes perfect. That's false. It's perfect. perfect practice. Yes. Makes perfect. You you listen to all the all the greats, the legends, Michael Jordan, um, uh, Kobe. You know anybody, and, and you and you hear them in interviews, and they say, "How did you how did you make play, how did you make that play?" Oh, I practiced it. What you just practice one hand grabs or no 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 no. In practice, I may I would make those type of catches or those type of plays in practice. So when it got to the game, it was it's second nature to me. Now the question becomes. Uh... There's certain certainly changes need to happen, right? Should BYU start Zach Wilson yes. next week? <laughs> I I feel the same way. Yeah. Why, why do you feel that way? I this is this is this goes um, I'd say beyond personal opinion. Personal opinion to me, he just has it. He has it. He 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 has the look. Um, he has the confidence, the swag, the tools, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but 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 what I see with with Zach, and, and this is again my opinion from a defensive perspective. Um, he opens up the playbook a lot more, and I would say just solely off of his ability to run the ball. Um, I, I really, really, really want to, to to dive into this topic one day, which is B, BYU being an independent. I believe that they have to have a mobile quarterback to be successful. Why? You look at t- just data, right? So you look at Taysom. You look at when's the last time BYU was ranked? Riley uh, Nelson. Riley. Right, and this is why end of season ranked was last week. Well, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. But check this out though: when you when you're going against um, these type of opponents, right, and and when you don't have the the talent athletically to compete and match up with these opponents, which is facts. That's going to be facts for it was facts way in the past. It's current and it's going to be in the future. That's it is what it is. BYU will face teams that have more talent. Right, exactly, exactly. That doesn't mean you, we can't win though, because we've proven that we that we can. My point is that when 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 stuff breaks down like this, like the running game, right? For example, 
you 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 have a quarterback that's mobile to bail you out, so to speak, right? So you almost say it's okay that we have a running quarterback, and it's okay. We we understand the risk of getting him hurt or injured. However, we 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 are going to use him as um, a a weapon in in the game plan in the running game, and I think that that helps take off pressure, especially when you look at one on one matchups. You have defensive ends that are all-conference, all-pro, Big 12, Big 10, whatever the case is, against a tackle. Well, when you get that pressure, right, what, what happens? If, you, if you're not mobile, if you're not a mobile quarterback, you get sacked. Then, then what? Now you're looking at second and third and long, and it's over. But if you have a mobile quarterback that can at least, uh, you know, avoid the, uh, avoid the pressure or make something big happen, like we saw with Taysom multiple times, we saw with Riley multiple times, and we, we saw it with, with Zach. Zach Wilson – is potentially the starting quarterback at BYU, but that is the coach's decision to make. And the, the thing that we have to step back... No, no, back no, they're going to ask us. The <laughs> thing that we have to realize is, talking about livelihoods and jobs and moving things in the right direction, the coaches have a lot to weigh here before they just, yeah, let's just throw Zach in. I mean, it is a way Well, they've decision. had six games of data. I, to me, is now the, the time, season. or is it after a bye after week? I don't know. We'll see. I think now is the time, man. To me, in, in my, what you you kind of I feel like you you've already lost the the the, the ceiling right like like not the ceiling but the the sky's the limit type of which type is of crazy because like two you, you weeks could be ago, here BYU was ranked it happens it that fast change, it can change positively quickly yeah it can change negatively that's that's college football man which is why we all love it and are obsessed you know but I would I would say because of that where you are right now I I would do that and I would say this about Tanner. I, I think that I think that Tanner has has done what the coaches has have asked him to do. I think the the coaches take a look and they say, okay, Tanner can do this much. They have whatever it is what they can do based on his skill set. I, I would just say this. So if 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 Jeff Grimes' playbook is this big, and they say, and they say, okay, Tanner gives us the best opportunity to win games, but Tanner can only only do this, right? Which is fine. We're not saying it's bad or negative, whatever case it is. Right, we right. say he can only do this. And I, I believe that Tanner has done just this, right? He's, you know, yeah, right? I feel the same way. Yeah. It just it needs to expand. Now, now the three and three, they've been blown out twice. That's got to change. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. We yeah. no longer, we no longer can can ha- can do just this anymore. We have to do this in order to survive to win games. And 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 it's just, it is what it is. Tanner can only do this. And if Zach can do this, pff, let's put him in. I think that's how, that's that's the and easy. And he's had decision. half a season, kind of get into it a little bit. Right. Yes, know, that's in two games now. That's that's how you make the decision. It's kind of it's very it life is sense. life is so simple. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it could be easy if we if we wanted to be. Brian, great stuff, man. I told you he would bring it, and he did. Yeah, Thanks boy, for coming in early does. on a Saturday morning. I, I appreciate it, man. I was just gonna get some gushers and watch the Grinch all day, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Logan, thank you, my friend. Okay, coming up, what are our new expectations for the rest of the BYU football season? Did they change? Uh, Plus, we mentioned it a couple of times, BYU women's volleyball continues to roll. And they did so in the midst of madness last night. We'll talk to Mary Lake, star libero, about BYU's four-set thriller in San Diego. Does she think Wilson should start next week? The BYU Cougars have dropped a 3 and 3 in the 2018 football season after a 45 to 20 setback last night to the Utah State Aggies. The Cougars will now prepare for a matchup with Hawaii next Saturday. Tanner Mangum had a season high 270 passing yards and two touchdowns but two costly turnovers 
has a lot of people asking, is it time for a quarterback change? Cougars in the NFL this weekend include Jamal Williams and the Packers playing Ziggy Ansah and the Lions. Fred Warner, who's third in the NFL in tackles with the 49ers against the Cardinals. And Bronson Kafusi, who's on the 53-man roster now with the Jets, play the Broncos. Women's volleyball continued their unbeaten run with a three-sets-to-one victory against San Diego last night on the road. And I think that will probably be the toughest road contest that BYU faces in West Coast Conference play. They survived it. Senior outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry led the Cougars with 23 kills. Mary Lake, star libero, and friend of BYU Sports Nation will join us in just a moment. And the women's soccer team looks to continue a three-game win streak. Tonight at San Diego, 10 Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio. Watch on the W.TV. Oh, I just got a note from uh, Tim Davis on social media that we forgot to mention that Harvey Longy is also with the Jets. He's on the practice squad. But he hasn't been pulled up to the 53-man roster yet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great okay. he uh, is on the practice it's good, squad. It's good That's that great. both of them are playing together. We have mentioned that earlier in the week. Our question of the day. What will take the sting of last night's BYU loss to Utah State away? A lot of bacon. At John Marshall, 0011 says, the sting of football woes goes away as soon as I think of number one ranked BYU women's volleyball. They're crushing it, man. All right, we're going to do our best to help at John Marshall 0011 by bringing in Mary Lake on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. On the heels of BYU's 16th win of the season, they have zero losses and remain number one in the country. Mary, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hi, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> a- absolutely. And and thank you for carrying the banner amidst a, a difficult time for Mary, BYU Mary, we fans. need you today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. We always need you, but especially today. Okay, that, San, San Diego's your West Coast Conference kind of rival there, right? Um, this is always a big game. So you guys won in four. What did it take to win another important match for you guys? Um, it was a grind honestly last night I think playing on the road always brings in a little bit more exterior uh, battles but it took a lot of problem solving and a lot of working through some nerves some kinks but that's what's great about our team is that we're always willing to problem solve and to work together so BYU hadn't lost a set in a while. You drop one to San Diego, but then clearly the message was received and you woke up to to just dominant performance in sets three and four. What changed? What happened to kind of unleash the beast, if you will? Um, I like it when we feel challenged and when teams push us. And so we kind of talked about it yesterday, but having San Diego play really well, having them serve really well, and having – a struggle a little bit is a good wake-up call, and it's a good way to learn who we are as a team And because we're going to be challenged on the road, and we're going to be challenged more in conferences. So we need experiences where we have to work through that. So The, wom- the women's soccer team plays in San Diego tonight. Were they at the game last night? Yeah, they were at the game. They heard the cutest ever. I swear it felt like our – it felt like we were playing at a home match last night, and the soccer team is the best, and they surprised us surprised us so we were so happy they were there and there were 1300 people or something that's a huge crowd on the road right yeah it was pretty big and honestly about like three-fourths of them were BYU fans nice so it was wild. <laughs> Mary Lake BYU women's volleyball libero with us on BYU Sports Nation you had 11 digs in four sets 
Uh, jokingly, we ask you, did did you take it easy last night, Mary? We're used to like ten days. Oh my a set. gosh, you're not allowed to ask me those types of things. Sure. <laughs> 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 how do you want me to respond? To let, that? I let, kid. Let me ask another one, Mary. Uh, you, you guys lost yeah. a set. Uh, what happened? <laughs> um, you know, sometimes you don't serve your best. You don't pass your best, but we got out of it, so that was what matters <laughs> and it was 24 18 and you tied it up 24 24 so you made it interesting no we we kid but are you are you used to playing as the number one team in the country now it's been three weeks you've had that moniker every match you play is huge for the other team and it has been for a while but when you're number one it's a little different so are you used to that now um honestly every time someone brings it up that we're number one our team is kind of like we forget and i know that you think that we're just saying that but <laughs> it does not feel any different. And I forget that we're ranked that high because we don't really talk about it. We don't really do anything differently. And so, I don't know, things feel pretty average. <laughs> hey, Mary, I hope that you're going to come back on the show again after uh, we took, oh, a, of course we took a dig at your digs. A dig. <laughs> 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 no, it's okay. We have that kind of relationship, and I can, like, push you back. But just know yes. I might make – things to make fun of you later but it's fine. <laughs> great idea it's all fair game we're, we're used to it and we deserve it quite frankly <laughs> okay mary let's finish with this as you push forward at 16 and 0 and you look back on what you have accomplished thus far this season where do you think this team has improved the most on what has been really a remarkable run what we've improved the most i say just our confidence in ourselves and I think that that's something that's really important because at this high level, a lot of teams have the physical skill and everything you need to be a dominant team, but sometimes the confidence or the mental game gets in the way, and that's one thing that our team really works on every year and that we've kind of taken this year is to work on our mental toughness and how good we can be mentally as a team. And so that's what I would say is the biggest improvement. Mary, hopefully you had some family in town to watch you uh, in Southern California. I know you're from Palm Springs, so I hope that they made the journey down to support you in the Slim Gym. Oh, they do. My parents are at every game, no matter what. They're the best. So, yeah. yeah, my mom jokes that my dad doesn't make any money because he's <laughs> watching my games. But that's a joke. I probably shouldn't have said that on air. <laughs> Hey, supportive parents are oh, awesome. Oh, great stuff. Hey, They're thanks so much best. for the time, Mary. We uh, really appreciate it. And let's uh, give you some BYU Sports Nation karma before you get off the phone so that you can continue to play at a high level. All right, awesome. Mary Lake, thank you. She's, she's one of she's, our favorites. She's the best. She's one of, she's one of our she's favorites. The best. They're 16-0, number one. Fantastic. Awesome. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial. She's easy to tease. Yes. And she's well, really good. And she's happy to dish it right back. Yeah, that's right, dude. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> Coming up, there was a BYU team that did worse than football last night, and they're sitting right here. We're <laughs> going for two picks. Coming up. Do we have did we really do worse? Than... We did? Oh. We did? Okay. I still think my bold prediction takes the cake from last night, man. Yeah, dude. It, uh, it just takes the cake. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
Tuesdays at 8 Eastern, watch BYU football with Kalani Satake. As host Gregor Bell talks with Satake, a player and an assistant coach. It's Tuesdays at 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Next week, get ready for Hawaii in town. All right, let's move to the whiff from last night and our going for two picks. The Cougar whiff around. <laughs> can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. You finally joined me on that because last night was epically bad. My first pick, the game will be decided by single digits. Okay. Nope. Number two, BYU will score in the first quarter. All BYU right. scored seven points all year in the first quarter. What? Okay. So, yeah. Nailed it. Woo. Uh, my first going for two pick, BYU will hold Utah State to under 24 points. Yeah. In the first half. And BYU will outrush Utah State. Yeah. That one was awesome. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no right, is right. right. Oh, no is right. So that brings our uh, grand total to exactly the same as it was before because nobody gained a point. <laughs> I stay at six. Jerem at four and a half. Let's just say we're not paid on commission uh, for going for two. Thank Luckily. goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. What are expectations now for BYU football moving forward? Three and three. Cougars got off to a remarkable 3-1 start. They were ranked number 20 in the country. That was seven days ago. They have been blown out in back-to-back games against a good Washington team and against what we think now is a pretty good thought, Utah State team. they were good. They're better than we thought. Or BYU's worse, or both. I don't know. My expectations adjust a little bit. So after the McNeese game, we thought, okay, maybe BYU is an 8-plus win team. We were asking that question, 8 or 9, right? Perhaps BYU can challenge Boise State in Utah. At this point, I am back to square one where I say, make a bowl game and let's see if you can do anything else. Can BYU get to that bowl game? Look, there's no guaranteed wins on the schedule left. I look at UMass and I go, okay, that's one BYU should win, but I've I've backed off my guarantee. you've backed off the UMass train. BYU has been so bad on offense and defense. Just everything has not been what BYU needs it to be to where I, I look at the schedule and I go, okay, UMass, New Mexico State, those, those should still be wins, despite how poorly BYU's played. And then you hope to get one of the next two with Hawaii and Northern Illinois. You get bowl eligible, and you go from there. My expectations are right on par with what I began the season with, which is six, maybe a hair above six wins. Okay? Which would be seven. If BYU, I think right? I, I think I think the over under I put it at six and a half, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is impossible. But Wouldn't I, be surprised to see six or seven. BYU still has UMass and New Mexico State on the schedule. They should win those games. You'd think, but things have to improve. You know? Hawaii has never won in Provo, but this Hawaii team is way better than we thought they would be. They have one of the best passing offenses in the entire country. And BYU better not let them off the hook. And. People say, well, Hawaii hasn't played anybody. Well, guess what? We said the same thing about Utah State. Listen, Cole McDonald has 24 touchdowns. Uh, John Ursua has 12 touchdown catches. Uh, uh, what? And 700 yards. Utah native, by the way. Uh, th- this is going to be a tougher game than we think. Northern Illinois follows after that. For BYU to get bowl eligible, they have to win one of the next two games at home. I would think so. They have to win one of the next two games at home. Yeah, because you can't bank on BYU beating Boise State or Utah. Right now? No way. So I still think BYU is going to a bowl game. I still think they will win at least six games. That is where my expectation lies. I do, too. It's just because things have been so bad the last two weeks, 
now the question of, oh, man, will BYU make a bowl game? And, oh, 4 and 9 season doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Is it becoming a 4 and 9 season again? That's all bleeding back in. And it should. It's the way BYU's played. It's not just losing, it's the way BYU's playing. The means matter. It's not just the end. Like the tweet, hey, th- I would have taken 3 and 3. Me too, but if you had told me that BYU would be absolutely worked two weeks in a row, and one of them is Utah State at home by 25, could have been 32 if BYU doesn't score late. Are you kidding me? BYU is trending way down right now, and it feels terrible. So a a change needs to happen, and that change, in my opinion, is to start Zach Wilson at quarterback. Okay, so does that give BYU the best chance to get to a bowl game, or is it just about developing Zach Wilson for the future? Because Spencer, it's both. It is hard for me to think that everything is just going to get automatically better. I, I, I don't feel that it automatically gets better, but the possibility of change. We've, it's been six games. I'm not looking at Zach Wilson's single drive against Hawaii. No, 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 no. I'm looking at six games of offense and the highs and the lows and the, and the middle ground, and it feels like we've reached a, a, a tipping point with Tanner Mangum where we've seen what he can do, and it's not enough right now. Tanner Mangum has turned the ball over four times this year, three interceptions and one fumble, two last night. Yeah. BYU's got to run the ball better, and it would ha- help Tanner Mangum. Absol- but so is Zach it, Wilson can throw it better than Tanner Mangum. That's the thing is how much of it is on the rest of the BYU team and how it's not much just it Tanner. is on the shoulders of Tanner Mangum. It's also an energy thing. It's also a momentum thing. It's also a... Uh, yeah, I'm not arguing that yeah, for sure. Yeah. People want new, next, okay? They've had M&Ms for so long. I want they, good. They want the peanut M&Ms. They want the peanut butter M&Ms. I don't want new for new. I want improvement. I want, had, I want better play. I had vanilla ice cream. They want cookies and cream now. Like, and if Zach Wilson doesn't cut it, Joe Critchlow. Like, find the guy. Find right. a guy that will win. More to come on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, what Cougars in the NFL are in action this week? And... If you missed our interview with Mary Lake, you should download the podcast because her BYU women's volleyball team remains undefeated, but they have a blemish on that West Coast Conference mark, Jerem. Oh, whatever. Does anybody really Come care on. about dropping a set? This is BYU Sports Nation. Nobody cares. Shout out to today's guest, Brian Logan, former BYU football star and a current volleyball star, Mary Lake. If you missed any of today's show, or you want to catch up on past episodes of BYU Sports Nation, it's really simple. Download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Utah State takes home the old wagon wheel. By beating BYU 45-20 last night, the Cougars' second straight loss to Utah State since, for the first time, 1973 and 74. How about that? Mm. BYU's now 3-3 three and three this year. Beat Hawaii. Cougars in the NFL. This weekend include Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers taking on his former teammate Ziggy Ansah and the Detroit Lions. I think Ziggy said during media day that he wants to destroy Jamal or something to that effect. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Hopefully not. Fred Warner of the San Francisco 49ers, third right now in the NFL in tackles with his 49ers. They take on the Cardinals. Bronson Kafusi, who is now on the 53-man roster with the New York Jets, plays the Broncos in New York. Volleyball. The top-ranked Cougars are still undefeated after a four-set win versus San Diego last night. Senior outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry led the Cougars with 23 kills. Soccer. BYU women's soccer trying to remain unbeaten in West Coast Conference play and continue a three-game win streak tonight at San Diego. The match, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain. You can listen to it live on BYU Radio. 
or watch it on the W.TV. By the way, the BYU men's soccer team beat Utah last night 2-0. Cross-country. They seem to be on their way to potentially another national title. Absolutely. And the BYU men and women's cross-country teams both won at the Utah State Steve T. Reader Memorial yesterday. At least somebody beat Utah State. Clayton Young and Kate Hunter won individual titles. Tennis. BYU men's tennis players Sean Hill and Jeffrey Sue fell in the round of 16 at the ITA All-American Tournament to Ole Miss. They had a nice run, including knocking yeah. off the seventh-ranked men's doubles team in that uh, push to the Sweet 16. Today's Rise and Shout, Jerem, belongs to who? Uh, goes to Cosmo and the Cougarettes. Uh, so this is another, another dance that's gone viral in, uh, in college football. So after the first quarter... Uh, Cosmo went out there in royal blue and just dominated with the Cougarettes. Listen, there are a lot of great things about BYU Athletics. Cosmo is probably one of them. Unfortunately, it's not a play from last night. It has to be Cosmo, but I still love Cosmo. I hate so much that it has been Cosmo that has been the highlight of these games. Last year it was against Boise State, and then it was against Utah State. All right. We remind you, our Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, answering this question. What will take the sting away of last night's loss by BYU to Utah State? Eli Manet on Facebook. The bottom of a carton of BYU creamier ice cream helped until I remembered an article by Deseret News earlier this year that rated Aggie creamier ice cream tastier than BYU's. Uh, Well, it's one source. He says they even make ice cream better. How did that become the Elite Voice of the Day? Uh, Yeah, and nobody tweeted in that this isn't the right thing to prep for conference about. I'm happy about that. Stay tuned for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint General Conference is coming up next.